Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. Here's Trey Ford, takes the snap, takes the drop back. He's waiting, he's pumping once, now he's taken off. He's across the 10, he's across the 5. The deuce is loose, touchdown Elks! Trey Ford into the end zone. Ford in the pocket, trying to dance around, rolls to the left side now, and goes deep down the field, and that's complete inside the 40, and still on his feet and heading to the end zone at the 5, and it's touchdown Edmonton. Gino Lewis with the touchdown, and the Elks with a last-minute TD in the first half. We'll see what he does here as he takes the first snap of the second half, and will roll to the right side, looks to go deep. He's got a man wide open, and it is complete, and it is Gavin Cobb inside the 10 to the 5 and out of bounds at the 3-yard line. Oh, no! Well, what a play. The big man's under center now. He'll dive over the line. Enter up, Edmonton. Touchdown, Alex Taylor Cornelius. Well, some of the uh, highlights from the game on uh, Sunday sparked by the play of Trey Ford at quarterback, who isn't just getting attention here in Edmonton and Northern Alberta, but around the Canadian Football League on three down nation. The headline says Edmonton's Trey Ford ran all over Ottawa, but he's not a running quarterback. And it was penned by this man, Ben Grant. Ben, welcome to Inside Sports. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hey, thanks for hopping on the show. This is the first opportunity we've had to chat. I know you've been covering sports and football in the CFL for a while, so just kind of let everybody know a little bit about yourself here. Sure. Well, right now I'm doing uh, the color analyst job for the Toronto Argonauts radio broadcast, and I also have a X's and Argos podcast. I write for Three Down Nation. Pretty much anywhere there's something CFL happening, I'm nearby at least, so uh, you can find my stuff pretty easily. Okay, and you were inspired to talk about Trey Ford, who a lot of people are talking about, not only in this city, but clearly around the league. The the, the headline caught my interest, and then I had to read the piece. Uh, Ben's breakdown, Edmonton's Trey Ford ran all over Ottawa, but he's not a running quarterback. Uh, he got a lot of rushing yards. He can run, but you know, certainly important that he's able to move the ball through the air as well. What what did What did you see that inspired you to write this article? It really struck me how he wasn't just running because he could. And that was what jumped out at me first. When I was watching the game, first of all, there's a lot of other exciting stuff going on. The fact that Edmonton was winning the game and they were clearly going to at some point. But I couldn't get past the fact that he, in all of his big runs, was looking downfield, not just through one read. He was going through one, two, three, four reads. And so I decided to focus on three specific runs and and really break them down and look at every angle that I had access to and see what he was 
actually processing on those plays. And I was really, I, I guess, excited by the fact that he wasn't just relying on his ability to run because we see that so often in professional football where players who can run will as soon as they go past their first read. Sometimes coaches don't even give them that option. They'll say, here's your first read. If it's not there, run. And that just gets you into trouble long-term. You don't find a lot of long-term successes in quarterbacks that play that way. And so I was really encouraged by seeing Ford go through three and four progressions and then as a last resort deciding, okay, I'll run it. And it's just such an exciting option that he has. So he's got the ability to process it, to go through his reads, and then become the most exciting player in the CFL by running downfield for 25 yards. So I just I just loved watching his game uh, in that in that big Edmonton win. You know, Ben, it's interesting, and, and you've seen a lot of quarterbacks in, in the CFL, as have I, and even the guys who turn out to be really, really good or great have to improve. And, you know, when Mike Riley, I think, was the last quarterback here that kind of really caught the fans' interest and had people thinking maybe there's really something special here. But I remember his first year uh, in 13 and then even when Chris Jones took over in 2014 they had to work with Mike to say when you scramble keep the ball in a throwing position because he was kind of tucking it like a running back too soon so it is interesting how even great quarterbacks got got to learn some of those things and, and be able to you know, kind of have those fundamentals keep that dual threat even if you're scrambling around a bit. Yeah, and you can see Ford already doing that. And that's what's so impressive. You know, he's still a very young quarterback. He's still learning a lot of lessons. I'm sure every week he gets back and sits down and looks at the film and finds a hundred things to tweak. But the fact that he's still thinking to pass, whether it's, you know, he's scrambling to his left suddenly, but he's got his head up and he's got both hands on the ball ready to to uh, take it back into a throwing position. But even if you look at uh, if you look at the the touchdown run that he had, if you look at the 22-yard scramble that he had to the to the left side i think all the plays were runs to the left but even though he's running to the left he's got that that ball ready to be thrown and his eyes are always downfield and if something had opened up uh, you know, let's let's say someone frees themselves up along the back of the end zone or or deep downfield. He would have thrown that ball because we've seen him do that, too. But if not, that's fine. He's the fastest player on the field. So may as well take advantage of that if everything else breaks down. Well, that throw back to his left to Arsenal in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Mean, like to be I'm not saying he's Patrick Mahomes, but that was Mahomes esque the way he delivered that ball, I thought. It was. And I, I think, you know, what's so exciting about Ford is having, if you look at, you look at Daigie and Cornelius and, and Edmonton quarterbacks over the last few years, Cornelius has the highlight potential. I think you could probably put together a really good highlight package of Taylor Cornelius plays. Uh, and Ford has that ability as well. But what you don't see is Cornelius, you could also put together a low light package of, of turnovers and, and plays, balls that shouldn't have been thrown, plays where he's trying not to take a sack and does something silly with the football. And those are the things you don't see Ford make. So you have the high-end Cornelius highlights, but you don't have the things that, that were costing Edmonton wins. He hangs on to the ball instead and tries to make it work with his feet if it doesn't if it isn't there. And there there were a couple of throws in this game too where he probably could have thrown the ball, but it was a little bit risky. And so he's just not going to take that risk. And I think other quarterbacks like Deggy, for example, would probably have had to throw the ball because he doesn't have the legs that that Ford has. Cornelius, I, I'm not sure. You know, we, we don't really know because you, you never really knew. And 
and and I think Ford made those uh, those decisions correctly every time, and that's why he's that's why he's being talked about by everybody. That's why his PFF ranking is so high because he won't put the football in harm's way if he can avoid it. Ben Grant joining us tonight at Inside Sports from Three Down Nation from the Argos broadcast team. I want to hit you with a couple more. I, I want to get your outside perspective of Chris Jones uh, waiting until they were 0-8 to not just change the OC, but also change the quarterback. Uh, you know, as hosting a talk show, I get all kinds of opinions, and sometimes even when the team wins a couple in a row, you get grumbling, and I've certain got, certainly got the, what took Jones so long? Why didn't he know? Uh how do you look at that from outside of Edmonton? Yeah, and you know, I, I covered those guys in in Toronto for a year. Uh, you know, Jones, McAdoo, and uh, it, it, Jackson. It's that uh, I, I don't. It's hard for me to say because we don't know what goes on exactly in in meetings. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We don't see every minute of every practice or you know every every snap that was taken in, in practice film. And so, from the outside point of view, I don't understand it. It doesn't make sense. Like not seeing the stuff that that I just spoke about, it doesn't make sense to me. I think this is something that I would have done early in the season. Uh, I think I would have made changes probably on the, on the coaching staff. I know they're a little bit handcuffed by. Um, by by the, the the coaching cap, but I think I would have moved some pieces around, and I absolutely would have brought Ford in earlier because it's not like his audition went badly last year. Like he looked really good last year too. So, you know, it's easy for me to say. Uh, what's happening at practice? I, I don't know, and so, you know, I, I'm sure Coach Jones had his reasons for not doing it but it, it doesn't look good on him now um, having waited for so long especially if Edmonton's like if Edmonton can win this weekend and maybe even sweep Calgary uh, next weekend they're absolutely back in the playoff picture and you kind of start wondering well what might have been had Ford come in earlier in the season. And it's really hard for Coach Jones to justify that. But again, we don't know. We, there's so much that happens as a part of the professional football organization that we just don't see. And a lot of things sometimes look inexplicable, but there's usually a reason to it. And I hope for for Chris Jones' sake, there there is a really good reason as to why we didn't see Ford earlier. I'll just wrap up with the Argos story today. Chad Kelly, three-year extension. I mean, the Argos got hot late last season, won that really exciting Grey Cup game with Kelly coming off the bench in the basically the last half of the fourth quarter. I got to admit, I, I I didn't really know much about Chad Kelly uh, a year ago. Now he's one of the marquee guys in the league, very well paid as well. He's going to be once this extension uh, kicks in. Some context on him and, and what he means to the Argos and the CFL. It's a huge deal for the Argos and the CFL, like you said, because he's one of the most exciting players in the league. And coming into the CFL, we always knew the arm talent was there. You watch him at Ole Miss. He was he was the best player in the SEC. You know, he was a guy that beat Alabama uh, and he was being talked about as a first round NFL pick. But he got into some trouble off the field. And when he was eventually drafted, it wasn't to the last round of the draft. I believe the very last pick of the draft. And again, trouble seemed to follow him as it had from high school onwards, but this is a very different Chad Kelly. This is not 22-year-old Chad Kelly now. He has matured. He's changed a lot. I thought it was very telling 
The statement that Michael Pinball Clemens said about him on the re-signing on this three-year extension, he talked about how Chad spent last winter in Toronto, how he spent the off-season working, that he's the first guy there, last guy out. And I'm not sure that you would have seen that from a 22-year-old Chad Kelly, but this is a very different football player. So he's not only got the on-field ability that we always knew he had, he's got that off-field ability too. He's become a leader. He's become a team-first guy. And... He talked about, you know, wanting to resign with Toronto. It was for the city. It was for his teammates, for his coaches. So I just think that speaks volumes for him. And to have a player like that stick around in the CFL is huge for the league. All right, Ben. Hey, I know you're a busy guy. Thanks for fitting me in. Uh, really enjoyed reading that piece on Trey Ford on uh, Three Down Nation. And uh, I can feel how you enjoy watching him as uh, Elks fans uh, are certainly glad to have a playmaker at QB now as well. Hey, really appreciate it. Hope we can chat down the road. Absolutely. Anytime. Thank you. Ben Grant from Three Down Nation, also a broadcaster for the Toronto Argos. And again, that headline, it's a good piece. Uh, Edmonton's Trey Ford ran all over Ottawa, but he's not a running quarterback. And yeah, I mean, that's the thing with Ford. Keeps the eyes downfield, keeps the ball in a throwing position. And he said after the game on Sunday... Um, you know, they didn't, they weren't able to quite execute a lot of the timing throws that they had it. So I recognize, uh, he recognized he had to improvise a little bit that it wasn't always the play as called. Now, having said that, the ability to improvise and run and be a threat that way, really, really important. And we had Tom Higgins on the show a couple nights ago and he says, Trey Ford shouldn't change a thing. You got to keep that running threat. Uh, you got to take off when it's appropriate and uh, really dangerous for the Elks as they are looking more dangerous than they have had, uh, than they've looked in a long time. Monday is the game. 3.30 countdown to kickoff. Game at 5. Elks at Stampeders in the annual Labor Day showdown. All right, let's give away another canned ham shirt. So the premise, and if you're thinking to yourself, man, this is really weird, well, then you must be a new listener to the show because sometimes we do weird stuff. So the reason we're doing this, it was uh, 40 years ago today, Wayne Gretzky, as a member of the Edmonton Oilers, appeared on The Young and the Restless, a daytime soap opera. There are only three soap operas remaining. The Young and the Restless, General Hospital, and The Bold and the Beautiful. I remember when I was a kid, uh, in the summer, I would watch General Hospital with my mom. Uh, I remember, who did they have? Robert Scorpio was a guy? Was that who a Scorpio off of uh, Simpsons they, was they based, based of? I think they based yeah. it on that, and a Bond villain. Yeah, they used the name. Uh, there was Scorpio, and there was uh, another guy, and then there was Jack Wagner's character and Laura. <laughs> just, just Laura, kind of uh, like Cher, but it's Laura. Wasn't okay. there a Laura? Maybe it wasn't. No, I just like how you. Jack Wagner was an actor. Who did Jack Wagner play on Young and the Restless? Wasn't it Luke and Laura? Yes, it was Luke and Laura. This came to me even before I looked it up. Thank God I remembered this. My life has meaning. Uh, Jack Wagner, now 63 years of age, according to Wikipedia. Uh, he was on a lot of shows. My goodness. Oh, he played Frisco Jones on General Hospital. Frisco Jones, what a name. Okay. Uh, the character has uh, an extensive uh, Wikipedia entries now. What were, weren't Luke and Laura on a show? 
I thought there was a Luke and a Laura. My mom better text me right away. Luke and Laura soap opera. Um, they were on General Hospital. They were uh, played by Anthony Geary and Jeannie Francis. Now that I see them, I remember. Okay. For some reason, I thought uh, Jack Wagner played... Now I'm all, now I've confused myself. Uh, Frisco Jones was Jack Wagner. Luke and Laura were was were another actor actor and actress. Uh, but I, I got some of the characters. So there was there was Scorpio, Frisco Jones, Luke, and Laura, and uh, that's all I remember. That's all right. All, that's all I got. The pretty good for shows I probably watched like 35 to 40 years ago. I think I deserve a little bit of credit. List of general hospital characters. How did we ever get by with Wikipedia? We had to remember things or remember things uh, incorrectly. Oh, none of these names mean anything to me. Uh, oh, Grant Andrews. I remember there was a Grant. Um, anyway. Now I gotta go home and stream General Hospital. All right, so here's the game. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. I will give you the titles of three soap operas, but one of them is fake. And you have to identify the fake one, and we'll give you a, a canned ham t shirt as well. It's inside sports on chat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. <laughs> oh, this must be the extended cut. Okay. <laughs> this, is, this is great. This is The Young and the Restless, right? It is, yes. Yeah, classic. The theme from The Young and the Restless. Yeah, I, I believe that's Eddie Van Halen on the keyboard. Oh, no, wait, that, was, that wasn't him. Okay, so uh, here's the... By the way, Jed Roberts is coming up after the 7 o'clock news in studio. We probably won't talk about soap operas with him. So now the reason we're doing this is uh, 40 years ago today, Wayne Gretzky was on The Young and the Restless. So we have Inside Sports canned ham shirts to give away. They are blue. Somebody who won earlier this week was trying to request a color. They're blue. Now, we have enough contestants and I have enough names. We'll do this twice here. So if you're not called on first, stay on hold and we'll do a we'll do a second contest here for another shirt. So that the game is I'm going to give 3 titles of soap operas except one of them is fake and you have to pick out the fake one. So we got Brad on the Certainty Hotline. Hi Brad, how's it going? It's going good yourself there. I, well, I'm having a very good time tonight. I appreciate you calling in. Are you ready to play? I am ready to play, but hey, you know, that Frisco Jones, that's either a gunslinger or a pool hustler, man. Come on. <laughs> I think he was a bit of a, he might have been kind of a shady character who turned good. I can't remember. Uh, all right. So I, you have to, I'm going to give you three titles. One of these, though, is not actually a soap opera. You have to identify it. Here we go. Guiding Light, Another World, American Dreamers. American Dreamers. Okay, that's correct. Stay on hold. 
I'm going to do another contestant, and then Kellen will get you your shirt or tell you how you can get the shirt, okay? Sweet. Thank you kindly. I would have killed for one of them shirts anyway. <laughs> well, all right. Please don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay, everybody. I, was, I wasn't sure how to react to that. All right. So that was Guiding Light, Another World, and American Dreamers. And uh, American Dreamers is the fake one. Let's bring Karen onto the show as well. Karen, what's going on? Um, just in line at Costco getting gas. <laughs> yeah, how are you? Are you listening to the show on your phone at Costco? In the gas lineup. Oh, in the gas lineup. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I won't take too long here. All right, so, you, so I'm going to give you three titles of soap operas. You have to say which one is fake. Are you ready to go? Ready to go. As the World Turns, New York's Finest, Santa Barbara. New York's Finest. That is the <laughs> fake show indeed. Are you a big soap opera fan? Yeah, I watch Young and the Restless daily. Uh, oh, you're, about it. oh, wow. How is Victor doing? Victor is doing okay. I think in real life he's not 100%, but he's doing okay. All right. Well, I really appreciate you listening to Inside Sports and playing along with the show. Kellen's going to tell you how you can get your shirt, all right? Awesome. Thanks so much, Reed. All right. So people nailed that. I'm not surprised. I had fun uh, trying to come up with fake soap opera names. I don't know if those were – they obviously weren't at all convincing. Plus, people know the real ones. I think I'm out of – like, there were other ones. Like, there was one called Loving. I guess we could have done the evening ones. What was there? Falcon Crest, Dynasty – Dallas. Uh, that's probably that's all I can think of. I, I'm, I'm done. Was it Ryan's Hope? Was that a show? I believe so, yeah. Sounds all right. Like a show. Well, uh, thanks, everybody. Well, maybe the only three people listening are the three people who want shirts, but I still thank you. Jed Roberts is at the front door. I got to go let him in. We'll talk uh, Elks and who knows what else. Jed, a great guy in the community and, of course, uh, an outstanding representative of the double E football team as an alum. Back after the news and weather, folks. 